to Sophisticated Property Investing, a podcast brought to you by Ethical Property Partners, the experts in sophisticated property investment. Hey there, ladies and gents. Frank Flake here, founder of Ethical Property Partners, the place where we help you to make annual returns on your properties on a monthly basis. Welcome to this episode of the Sophisticated Property Investment Podcast. So I have a bit of a celebration to share with you guys. And that is that on Friday last week, we completed not only the biggest, but probably the most profitable and definitely the largest discounted deal we have ever done on the history of EPP and that I've ever done personally as well. And in this episode, I'm not going to talk lots about mechanics. I will share the bare bones of it so that you can appreciate the deal. But I'm going to talk about the psychology because Brad Sugar says that you get exactly the results that you deserve. And I've talked about that previously on the podcast. But I 100% own the fact that I've never done a deal this good until now. And the only reason I've done it now is because... I was good enough to do this deal. I was ready to do the deal. I deserved the deal. And so I'm going to talk about some of the psychology because we nearly lost this deal several times. And the fact that I'm saying we is also very, very pertinent because this was my deal that I chose to give half of to a JV partner one of my clients in fact so you might have heard me talk about the deal a bit in the past i do tend to celebrate deals early because they don't all go through so i get excited about them before they fall over because otherwise if you only celebrate them when they complete you miss out on loads of excitement and loads of entertainment and loads of celebration so you've probably heard me talk about this deal before but now it's actually completed i can give you the precise numbers so we purchased a group of properties 27 apartments in bedford on friday we completed the purchase the ricks independent lender instructed ricks valuer valued the portfolio at 3.6 million pounds and we purchased for 2.5 million pounds so that's a discount of 1.1 million pounds fantastic discount i've never knocked a million pounds off a, a transaction before and The properties are largely tenanted already. I think we've got three voids at the moment out of 27, which is not bad given that they haven't been actively managed. So we're now actively managing them and we'll have those three filled before we know it. We negotiated that with a portfolio landlord who just wanted to retire. The vendors responded to our marketing last November and their criteria was we don't want to receive as a husband and wife we don't want to receive any phone calls over Christmas and so we guaranteed them that we said we can't guarantee to buy it from you before Christmas but we guarantee to manage it you might have heard me talk about it before but I'll explain the different plans to you in a moment so we had plan a and then we had plan b but plan a was to actually flip the portfolio to a waiting investor. We had a housing association that told us they wanted to buy it. They were ready to buy it. This was in November. And so we waited for them. They never actually instructed solicitors. And it got to the point where we felt we couldn't wait any longer. So that was plan A. 
and had we sold to them we had an agreed price with them of 3.1 million pounds so we would have netted about 550 maybe even close to 600,000 pounds which would have been our largest and most profitable TDIC turning discounts into cash flow flip that we've ever done but before I get on to that let me talk a little bit about the mechanics the marketing was normal marketing we just addressed the fears and the problems of retiring landlords. How does a retiring landlord sell? Do they evict all their tenants? 27 tenants in Bedford paying one bedroom rate? That's really a lot of income. You're talking a couple tens of thousands of pounds a month in lost income. How long can a sale take? Well, can easily take six months, nine months, 12 months by the time you've emptied the property, spruced them up a bit, which by the way, when you're talking about 27, sprucing them up is a lot of cost. And then you've got the marketing, you've got the offers, the fallen through offers, the failed mortgage applications, you've got the gazundering, etc. It's a messy business when you do it at scale because the England and Wales property selling, property buying process is inherently unreliable. Unfortunately, Scotland have a very different system as do other parts of the world. But in England and Wales, you can basically string the vendor along for a long time. And that is why our service is so appealing to vendors because once they know that we're buying from them once we've agreed a price they know that we want to buy from them we're not going to pull out because we've got such a good price and so even though this one took a little while the vendor actually got some really good results out of it and i'll, I'll talk about that as uh, during this podcast so we did a normal marketing campaign for portfolio landlords this gentleman and his wife uh, responded and we went out to meet them this is interesting i am at the stage of my career where i don't want to spend loads of time working in my business i prefer to work on my business now it's only the last couple of years when i've done this where i've brought in more and more team and i've leveraged myself more and more when i start a new business so i've recently started my martial arts business i get really stuck in so i'm at our martial arts classes i'm training our franchisees i'm meeting with parents i'm doing the register i'm learning the business from the ground up so that i can then improve it systemize it and leverage it better when i first start in a business i do everything so that i understand all the roles and can improve on them but as soon as i've learned them i can then get others to do them so i got to the stage in my property business where i didn't really want to be negotiating with vendors anymore i, I still do a little bit because sometimes it's a personal referral or something but I decided that for that whole marketing campaign I would JV with other partners so I went to an EPP partner Maddie in this case and I said Maddie would you like to go and do this help visit and if you convert it if they decide to sell I'll go 50 50 on the deal on the condition that you manage the whole transaction from start to finish and that you manage the properties after completion as part of the JV and I almost always go 50-50 on my JVs which is what I did in this instance and so Maddie said yes JV'd on this uh, deal as we have done others and boy did she do a good job so she went and met the vendors got on so well with them they've had a couple of dinners together the husband and wife and Maddie um, I think her husband Mark may have even met them as well and just built so much trust and relationship with them and realized that they just wanted out they didn't want to lose any monthly income they 
wanted to just cease all the hassles 27 tenants can you imagine how many phone calls that was with no letting agent managing it they were managing it all themselves all the maintenance issues so the 27 flats are split out over five large properties across bedford it was just it's that that's quite a big job without a letting agent involved and so maddie agreed to take over the management which she did for no money the vendors continued to get rent so we've completed end of august they got rent in december january february march april may june july august so they received rent for nine months whilst we managed the portfolio but that worked fine for us because we were trying to get the housing association to buy from us and they had another transaction that they wanted to complete on before they started buying this one and that one just dragged on and on and on and in the end we had to call it a day but here's the thing maddie and i between us took our eye off the ball so it got to about april may time and we had a six month option agreement so december january february march april may so end of may our six month option was due to expire and we had about six weeks left so it was middle of april and maddie phoned me up and said frank we've got six weeks left on our option the housing association still haven't instructed solicitors and so we had the conversation about even if they instructed solicitors today we had six weeks of option period left and then you can exercise the option which gives you 28 days to buy the properties so that's another four weeks so it's a total of 10 weeks and i said i don't reckon that they'll buy in 10 weeks they could do but they're probably not going to the likelihood is they're not given that they've done nothing in the best part of five months so what are our options and i really did kick myself at that point because i had definitely taken my eye off the ball i'd been majoring in the minors that's a um jim Rohn expression it's a baseball um metaphor you've got the majors which is the major leagues and then the minor leagues and what you want to do is you want to focus you want to major in the majors you don't want to major in the minors which means you don't want to focus on all the small stuff that's going on in your business you want to focus and prioritize the big stuff and i hadn't this had a million quid in it um this deal or a million pound equity 1.1 million pound equity or 600 grand cash and so you know there were no other deals i was working on that would have bought in that much money but i'd been focusing on those small things the reactive things so i really kicked myself and maddie and i sat down and we had a bit of a heart to heart we said look we've got six more weeks here and then we've got this 28 day notice can we buy it that quickly and we we decided we would give the housing association a bit more time we we decided to give them four more weeks to commence they'd actually said to us they could buy it in eight to ten weeks so we thought it's possible let's give them a few more weeks and maddie was in regular communication with the decision maker at the housing association but it got to four weeks later so we had two weeks left on the option and then it was going to expire of course properties had gone up in that time you think about capital appreciation from december 21 to may 22 we were seeing in some parts of the country 10 percent capital appreciation so well when we started the, the transaction it was less than 3.6 it was i think it was 3.4 something so we'd seen 100 150 pounds worth of capital appreciation from start to finish over those nine months it got to two weeks before and we basically we were kicking ourselves because we'd put too much faith in this housing association which hadn't done anything wrong by the way they hadn't promised anything they didn't deliver they just wanted to buy it and we wanted them to buy it 
but they couldn't buy it as quickly as they wanted to buy it and they couldn't buy it as quickly as we needed them to buy it. That was the long and short of it. And so I sat down with Maddie on a telephone call and, and we had a, like a piece of paper each. And I said, well, what are our options? We looked at it and we thought, well, there's £1.1 million worth of discount here. There's a lot of cash flow. It's a, a valuable portfolio that's only going up in value. And it's cash flow positive if we can get it on the right lending. We decided that we could buy it and that it would make us good money. But we couldn't buy it in six weeks. With the best one in the world, we figured we were going to struggle on that because we wanted to buy it no money down which is what we achieved, by the way. So we borrowed the bulk of the purchase price from the lender who took a first charge on the property. And then the balance, and this is several hundred thousand pounds, we borrowed from private investors on an unsecured basis. Each knew about the other. So the lender knew that we were borrowing the deposit from private investors because they don't mind. I think they lent just shy of 1.9 million. It was 1.8 something. They had got their own valuation done showing that it was worth 3.6 so the fact that we were getting a bit of private investment as well so borrowing from private individuals they were cool with because there was still so much equity in the deal in fact it was the largest deal that this lender had ever done so it's a bridging provider that i've used a couple of times before really efficient really good and very reasonable rates as well they had never done a deal this big and they actually said this was one of the smoothest deals they'd ever done which is amazing they're a bit nervous about it and we actually crossed some bridges that they'd never done before we did had to do some stuff that they'd never actually done previously on a transaction but we knew that we needed to do it in, in order to maximize our profitability we really did walk hand in hand with the lender on this so we needed a bit of time to get that in place the lending from the bridging provider and to also get the private investment set up. I think we had, I want to say seven or eight investors. So it's not a small number of investors to coordinate. And of course, they have to provide proof of their funds and they have to prove their ID and proof of address, etc. So there's quite a lot of paperwork and jumping through hoops involved. So what we did is we went to the vendors and we said, we were hoping to sell this to Housing Association. Unfortunately, they've not come through. So we're now going to buy it ourselves, but we need a bit of extra time. And if memory serves me, we took eight weeks extra time. So we bought an option to extend the two weeks that we had left to 10 weeks. The first option was actually a doorstep option, which we just signed when we we're with them. We call it a doorstep because you're on their doorstep when you sign it. You're not, you're in their front room, but it's not a legally advised option. And on this second option, it was legally advised. So it meant we could assign the option if we needed to and because they'd taken legal advice we could hold the vendors to it we actually paid ten thousand pounds for that option so it was actually 2.51 million so two million five hundred and ten thousand pounds i uh beat one when you factor in the option payment of ten thousand pounds and what that did is it gave us an additional eight weeks which gave us 10 weeks, which gave us enough time to get the lender lined up, gave us enough time because they need their valuation. They need to ask a ton of questions. They actually had to review every AST. They had to review every gas safety, every electrical certificate. There was a lot to do. Now, the property didn't actually have any electrical safety certificate. So part of the deal with the vendor was we would get the property compliant. So I think we spent a 
about 13 or 14,000 pounds getting all the electrical certificates in place and doing a few minor bits of electrics to get the property ready to sell. And I think I'm right in saying we paid for that as well. So maybe it was 2.525 million <laughs> to be more precise. That enabled us to get those funds in place. We then had to work through the transaction. Now, this deal could have fallen over at any point. It's so easy to look back retrospectively and say, oh, you know, that was an easy deal. It actually was fairly straightforward. But at every step of the way, we, I use the royal we because it was largely Maddie with me in the background supporting, we had to maintain an exceptional relationship with the vendor to the extent that we were due to complete on the Friday, but on the Friday there was a postal strike and we finalised completion statements on the Thursday. The lender said they were happy to accept scanned copies of us as the purchasing entity, but that they required the vendor's wet signatures to be in the possession of the solicitors before completion. And when you're talking about £2.5 million in purchase costs, in funds, you really don't want it to roll over for another day. And the problem was it was a Friday, but not only that, it was a bank holiday Friday. So it would have been Saturday, Sunday, Monday, and then completion Tuesday, four days later. It was five grand a week in interest <laughs> across the £2.5 million. So it was quite a big deal to have it complete the next working day. But also the vendor really wanted it to complete. The lender did. We had been building up to this for weeks and weeks. So what we actually did is we said to the vendor, we'll get a courier to pick the documents up from you and you can do this you can pay someone on a motorbike we'll get them to pick the documents up from you at 9am tomorrow morning and they'll motorbike them to our solicitors which unfortunately are in south wales and this guy was in bedford so <laughs> quite a long drive as well and do you know what the vendor said the vendor said no problem at all don't worry about that i will drive them so he got up at 5am signed them all on the thursday night got up at 5am on the friday and drove them all to west wales it was like a seven or eight hour round trip for him and that's the level of willingness of collaboration of commitment that maddie inspired or engendered i think that's the right word in in those vendors she had so much rapport with them and so much trust and they were so grateful for everything that she'd done that they were willing to do a seven or eight hour round trip on the Friday in order to complete. It very much is about being a partnership. Now, not everything went to plan. We've had a flat roof break and we really didn't want to put a new flat roof on, but the vendors really didn't want to fix it. And so, because, you know, they were about to sell and they were saying, well, you, you should have bought it by now. So why don't you? So we had to compromise on that. We've had issues with the lenders. So because we were buying below market value, we didn't want to buy each of them equally below market value so there's roughly two hundred thousand pounds just over of discount times five properties 1.1 million is two hundred and twenty thousand pounds per property and so if we bought each property at two hundred and twenty thousand pound below market value so on average they're worth seven hundred and twenty thousand and we're buying them for five hundred if we bought everyone for two hundred and twenty thousand below market value that would have made it really hard to refinance afterwards and or to sell them on because whoever bought them from us or whomever we tried to refinance with onto cheaper finance 
would have looked at what we paid and would have reduced the valuations as a result. So what we had to do is we had to buy several at full market value. We bought three at full market value and then we bought two at substantially below market value. And what that enabled us to do is it enabled us to sell on straight away two of the properties and refinance one straight away. That has actually been really important now the lenders were really nervous about that they'd never done it before but we were very open with them we, we said look you want us to exit we've got a 15 month loan but they actually want the money coming back sooner than that and we've agreed to that we've we've actually agreed to roll up the interest for 15 months it brings in just over twenty thousand pounds a month so that is actually a really helpful cash flow for the next 15 months best part of three hundred thousand pounds of course at that point we then owe a lot of interest to them and and we could save up that three hundred thousand pounds but we could also use it to do deals etc we explain to them our business plan of well we've already got a buyer lined up to buy this one at 720 which we have we've already got a buyer lined up to buy this one at 720 which we have funnily enough one of our investors that lent us the money to help us to buy is then buying one of the five properties out of the deal and then we explained that we wanted this one there's one of them that's worth about a million pounds we're going to refinance that and we'll take seven hundred and fifty thousand pounds out of it and that actually those three combined will pay off the bridging loan so that will leave us a pretty much unencumbered two properties with a total of about 11 or 12 flats which is obviously fantastic unencumbered more or less actually we've got permission with the lender and these are things that we talk about playing chess in epp ordinarily a lender puts a charge on a property and you can't do anything to that title the title is stuck under their charge but we needed to buy these as freehold properties the majority of them are freehold properties but we then needed to split them into leaseholds or we do now need to split them into leaseholds flats so that we can sell them for maximum value we can refinance them and add lots of value on on the refinance but that's only possible if the lender is willing to release their charge to enable us to do the title split so we'll be turning a property with five flats into six titles will be creating a freehold and five leaseholds and doing that across 27 properties is obviously quite a lot of legal work but the key thing the really really important thing is that we've got the permission of the lender up front so they've said yeah we won't charge to do that you just pay our legals for us we have in advance given you permission to split all of these titles because once again we understand that it's going to help you to maximize your profitability from the deal they want their investors paid back on time they want their money back on time they want to lend to us again at the end of the day the closing words from the lender when we completed were you can bring us deals like this any day of the week we love it it's a big deal it's been hard to finance but we really like this deal and we'd like to do more like it which is brilliant isn't it we want to borrow from them and they want to lend to us the specifics on the loan were two percent setup fee and 0.9 percent a month so it's expensive finance for them really expensive finance as in they're making good money on it but we can make really good money on it as well and that's the win-win isn't it the minimum loan term is three months and the maximum is 15 months and there's no early repayment charge so our goal is to sell the two and refinance 
within three months and then we can get that interest rate down hopefully to zero we hopefully pay off the 2.5 million there might be a little bit left over it depends at what values we can get and what uh, the precise sale prices are but that then will get rid of the bridging loan and the investors that will get them all paid off and we'll have yeah a chunk of unencumbered one bedroom flats in bedford that will sit in our portfolio bringing in a really healthy income every month i can't underestimate how important having the belief was to us i don't think maddie and i really believed we were going to do the deal early on and i think that's how it nearly very nearly fell over where we just let the housing association palm us off and say not this week it'll be soon it'll be soon we nearly did that until we lost it we were two weeks away from losing it i think it was something like 10 days from losing the deal entirely and at the end of the day it cost us 10 grand to keep the deal alive which i was more than happy to do but again you have to back yourself like i remember maddie phoned me and said i'm about to pay the 10 grand frank are we definitely doing this and but bearing in mind it was 10 grand to the vendor and 10 grand to the lawyers to do the option so twenty thousand pounds we would have had to walk away from if we didn't buy it in the 10 weeks that we then had on that option so it's not without risk it is definitely some risk involved but it got to the point where maddie and i said do we back ourselves to get this over the line do we believe that we can solve this vendor's problems or are we full of hot air and we're not sure we can follow through on our words you know we can't actually walk the walk I can very clearly remember when we when the two of us said no we, we're going to make this work we're going to we're not willing to let this vendor down and what we did was we came up with a little acronym which I actually sent to Maddie in a whatsapp message on Friday after we completed and it was um, WAM 600k and that WAM stands for we have made W we have H-A made M, so wham 600k because we were going to flip the properties initially to the housing association and we were going to make 600k so we have made so it's in the past tense it's specific etc so it's an affirmation but at the start at the end whenever we were talking to one another we'd always start or finish with wham 600k maddie we're going to do this we've got this and it was telling ourselves that we could do it and you can laugh about that and you can say you know oh that's hocus pocus you know all those affirmations pods but it works absolutely works because then we were telling each other we were telling ourselves i got my team to message maddie and say wham 600k whenever they were messaging her so my bookkeepers my pa (laughs) just so we could we made it a bit of fun and had a game out of it and you can hear me laughing now because it really was funny at the same time it was deadly serious that we are going to do this deal we are going to make this deal work and no matter what obstacles there are like we had one investor that was nervous and they were due to put in 150k and it was about three days before completion and i said to maddie don't worry about it we'll we'll sort the 150k out this is going to complete our lawyers we were expecting them to bill us twenty thousand pounds and two days before completion they sent their invoice in for fifty two thousand pounds we hadn't reckoned on that extra £32,000. I felt that I had a really clear understanding with the owner of the firm, fixed price, 20k, etc, etc. On the day before completion, actually the Thursday, I think I saw the completion statement and the invoice 
Thursday morning, tried to speak to them on Thursday afternoon, we kept missing each other, spoke on Friday morning, and it just became blatantly obvious that we were £32,000 apart in our in our expectations. And we both said, we said, like, I know you're not trying to cheat me and just charge a load of excess fees, because we went through their um, completion statement in terms of what they'd build for, and it was all very reasonable prices. He said to me, I know you're not trying to cheat me out of some fees, Frank, you know, I know you're happy to pay a fair price. I said, exactly. It's just that I thought we'd agreed 20K and we'd had a conversation just like a month, six weeks before we'd had a conversation to hammer out the legal fees on this. And we just completely talked at cross purposes. We were paying the vendors legal fees. And so I thought that the 20K included the vendors legal fees and included the 10K we'd already paid. So I thought there was 10 grand still to pay. He thought we were talking just about the purchasing fees, that the 10 grand I'd paid for the option was additional and that there would be some vendor fees. So the bill came in at 10 grand for the option, which we'd already paid, the 20 grand for our fees and 22 grand for the vendor's fees, something like that, which obviously adds up to 52. And we were expecting to have paid 10 for the option and 10 more for the fee. So yeah, we were 32,000 pounds difference. And we were talking on the phone and I said, look, I can't remember what time it got to, but we had like 20 minutes to complete or something before the end of the day. And I said, is this going to stop us completing or do we trust each other enough to sort the legal fees out after the the bank holiday and the solicitor had done lots of work i don't have the same level of relationship with them i I didn't don't know them as well i haven't worked with them as long and they said i'm not sure you know normally we get paid up front something like that and the owner of the firm said no frank i know you're honorable i know we'll sort this out and i said well at the moment you've got x amount i can't remember how much we'd already put in it wasn't enough to complete the purchase price was there but all their fees weren't there and stamp duty was there and stuff and so what i said was well let's not try and do this in the next 20 minutes and potentially upset one another or say something we don't mean or agree a figure that one of us then regrets let's take a few days next week we'll commit to agreeing a figure that we can all agree on by the end of next week so we've got tuesday wednesday thursday friday next week i'm recording this on tuesday evening so i've got wednesday thursday friday to sort it with maddie and then we'll go back to the lawyers and and agree a figure i don't want to chip their price they work really hard next time i've got a deal that's going to make me a million pounds i want to be able to go to these guys and I want to know that they're going to pull out all the stops to get the deal over the line. And they have absolutely done nothing wrong in this transaction. The lender wants to work with us again. And it's because Maddie was exceptional at getting back to them, exceptional at answering their questions. We made it really easy for them to lend to us. And so they'll want to lend to us again. It's quite emotional, actually, on Friday, because it's been such a long build up. You know, I I can't think of many transactions that took this long. Although it's really positive, I've never added £2.5 million worth of debt to my balance sheet on a given day (laughs) that's quite intimidating i've never had that kind of monthly commitment in terms of interest dumped on my shoulders before and so i've never had thirty thousand pounds of fees just sprung on me with 24 hours notice before so quite a few new emotions 
overwhelmingly positive and so pleased to be working with Maddie on it and really excited but definitely some challenge there definitely some challenge psychologically and it makes me realize I'm still not 100% comfortable with it I'm still not 100% comfortable with making a 1.1 million pounds on a, on a given day that's going to take some getting used to because well I actually worked it out lots of people don't make 1.1 million pounds in their lifetime how can I be worth in one day what someone else doesn't make in their lifetime? And that's uh, not an arrogance perspective. I'm not coming from that at all. I'm actually coming from the reverse. I'm coming from quite a humble perspective of how can my time and, and knowledge possibly be worth that? But that is the realisation and the belief that I'm getting to now, having done it once, is yes, I've actually provided that much value to those vendors because they can now get on with their lives they've got that 2.5 million in the bank they can do what they needed to do with it they didn't want to wait for years and years trying to sell they didn't want to go into negative cash flow perhaps they couldn't have gone into negative cash flow in order to sell on the open market guys i hope you found this podcast helpful i hope you found it inspiring and i hope you use the knowledge and my learnings to go do your own no money down deals to go make a 100 grand in a day to go make a million pound in a day and more why limit yourselves until next time happy investing sophisticated property investing a podcast brought to you by ethical property partners the experts in sophisticated property investment